The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 273. On Now You Know. We're brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know, and there you'll find some really cool perks. Uh, <sighs> let me guess, you started a mining company? No, but that's a good idea. I got to write that down. Um, I'm working on a tunnel company. Okay, but Elon has a tunnel company already. What are you going to try and beat the boring company now? Uh, I was trying to figure out how to dig a tunnel faster than a snail, but so far the snail is winning. I just don't seem to understand how to keep my tunnels from caving in. But you know what I'm going to say, right? You should take some physics courses on Brilliant, today's sponsor. But isn't that all incredibly hard to learn, like formulas and stuff? Well, Brilliant teaches over 60 different courses in really easy to understand ways. Over 10 million people have learned from Brilliant. Oh, wow. There's lessons here on structures. This is just what I need. Yeah, and with Brilliant's interactive problems and hints, you are actually learning at your pace in a way that sticks in your brain. Yeah, I love Brilliant storytelling. It really works for me. Promise me you won't dig another tunnel until you understand the forces at work, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, Brilliant has lessons on lasers, too. I'll use lasers to dig my tunnels. I bet you Elon didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? To support our channel and learn more about Brilliant, go to brilliant.org slash now you know and sign up for free. And also the first 200 people that go to that link will get 20% off the annual premium subscription. And we're also brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour, guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. All right, so Tesla Roddy tweeted out, Tesla critics want another round of discussions to cover their Giga Berlin complaints. Seriously? Yeah, that's what Elon said. Look, we're in favor of due process, making sure that everything is legit and open to public scrutiny, but come on. Yeah, another round of hearings in Germany had to be scheduled this month because some people had objections about the reports from October's meetings having additional requests missing. The good news is that this month's discussions have formally ended 
And both Elon and Brandenburg economic minister Jörg Steinbach are both optimistic that the approval will be granted by the end of the year. And according to German auto news site Automobile Walk, final approval should be coming within days. They also report that Tesla has already built five Model Y validation units at Giga Berlin and that production will begin in December, ramping slowly to a thousand units per week in January. Keep in mind that Tesla has said that they expect a very slow ramp, only expecting 30,000 cars in the first half of 2022. But hey, fingers crossed, everyone, we might get a German Christmas present this year. And I just want to point out that Tesla did not take advantage of a 1.1 billion euro government subsidy. As a spokesman for the Federal Ministry of Economics said last week, Tesla continues to adhere to its plans for the battery factory in the Giga Factory Berlin Brandenburg, but waives the government IPCEI subsidy. Elon tweeted, it has always been Tesla's view that all subsidies should be eliminated, but that must include the massive subsidies for oil and gas. For some reason, governments don't want to do that. He went on to say, we learned our lesson with the $465 million Department of Energy loan received in 2010-2011. Onerous terms exceed value of money received. That's why we paid it back so early, despite an early repayment penalty. So wait a minute, the Department of Energy loan, the one that everyone always just got a bunch of money from the government, which they paid back early. Uh, they paid it back early and they had to pay a fee mm-hmm. to pay it back early. Yeah. If you look at the fine print on a lot of loans you get, if you pay it back early, you have to pay a prepayment penalty because they want your interest. Okay. Now, honestly, the fine print of the subsidy looks like Tesla might have had trouble getting the funding and probably would have opened them up to more pushback in Germany. So my guess is they let it go because it was going to be hard to get. But hey. That's awesome. They didn't need the money. Yeah. And that money can go to other projects that, uh, you know, some other battery factories that could be built there. Yeah. But if, I mean, you know, if Germany had any other car manufacturers that needed to build battery factories or something. So Elon just sent out another email to employees on Friday, and he talks about what he has been saying for years. Making big pushes at the end of a quarter actually does more harm than oh, good. Oh, I hate these emails to employees. Wait, what did you just say? Yeah, this is different than his other emails. Check this out. To everybody. Subject is Q4 deliveries versus cost efficiency. Per my email several weeks ago, our focus this quarter should be on minimizing cost of deliveries rather than spending heavily on expedited fees, overtime, and temporary contractors just so that cars arrive in Q4. What has happened historically is that we sprint like crazy at the end of the quarter to maximize deliveries, but then deliveries drop massively in the first few weeks of the next quarter. In effect, looked at over a six-month period, we won't have delivered any extra cars, but we will have spent a lot of money and burned ourselves out to accelerate deliveries in the last two weeks of each quarter. We will still have quite a big wave of deliveries in the last few weeks of December as we don't yet have high volume production either in Europe or Texas, which means a lot of cars on boats from China to Europe and on trucks and or rail from California to the East Coast arriving late in the quarter. But this is nonetheless the right time to start reducing the size of the wave in favor of a steadier and more efficient pace of deliveries. The right principle is take the most efficient action as though we were not publicly traded and the notion of end of quarter didn't exist. Thanks, Elon. Hang on. I feel like we said something like this recently. He does this every quarter. He sends an email to all employees. So it goes out to everyone who works at Tesla. And it's usually like, we got to push this quarter. We got to get the sales out quickly. Do whatever you can do. We're doing it hardcore. And I feel like after so many emails that you you probably have in your inbox from Elon Musk to everyone that you're probably going to go, yeah, I get it. You want us to do hardcore on this quarter. The main difference with this one is that he says that Q4 production will spill into Q1, meaning kind of like, don't worry, next quarter you're going to have a break. Good reason for that spillover? 
which is that Q4 typically has great sales and Q1 typically has mediocre sales. Mm, it's like he's leveling it off. It would be smart to level it off. But my argument would be, what is up with this end of quarter push? Why do they keep doing this end of quarter push? It just puts a lot of strain on employees. And I don't think that it changes the sales numbers that much. It's because of the damn stock market. I mean, and analysts who have a lot to do with stock price are always looking at Q numbers. And right. so uh, if your numbers aren't that great this quarter, but who cares? Quarters are just a way to break up the year. Right. If you had like more of a rolling average, that would be kind of a more uh, helpful metric. Well, and if you push hard this quarter, you're making it harder for yourself next quarter. But I mean, this is Elon. I mean, he's always pushing and he's always trying to get his troops to work hard. I just think you're right. This is kind of like the boy who cried wolf. If you say it too many times, people stop listening. So did Elon take our advice? It sounds like it. I mean, it sounded like they were going to do this for Q4 anyway. It sounded like somebody got Elon's ear, you know, some at some point this year and was just like, Elon, gonna kill you if you keep doing this end of quarter push thing for q4 maybe it q4 was his, is terrible maybe it was his vp of special operations he doesn't have one as far as we know it's, it's time to play hit that like button congratulations to all our contestants and those playing at home it really helps the channel you know it's so great that mary barra has led gm into the electric revolution i mean all those GM electric vehicles. Uh, this just in, GM has halted production of the Chevy Bolt, at least through the end of this year. Elon has responded, transforming America. So I guess that means that Americans can't buy any new GM EVs right now. You did it, Mary. You did, Mary. Yeah, the latest news is that GM plans to replace the entire battery packs of 2017 through 2019 bolts and some of the battery modules in 2020 bolts. GM paused production of the Chevy Bolt back in August and only produced two weeks worth in November before shutting it down again on November 15th. GM spokesman Dan Flores said, GM has notified employees at Orion Assembly the plant will take downtime for the remainder of the 2021 calendar year. This decision will enable us to continue prioritizing recall repairs. We will continue to inform employees at the appropriate time of any additional production schedule adjustments in early 2022 as we continue to focus on battery module replacements. Orion plant director Ruben Jones sent a note to employees saying, Beyond 2021, our production schedule continues to be dictated by what is needed to help the customers affected by the recall, as opposed to filling orders for new vehicles. Yikes. Yeah. Um, what does Mary Barra have to say about this? Mary, how do you exit a business that today accounts for basically 100% of your profit and cash flow. How do you do that? Well, we've got 14 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got 14 years. Okay, so let's just take a step back here for a second. So the reason that they can't make new cars is because the cars that they previously made are um, crap. Could catch on fire. Right. Um, so they're replacing all of their battery packs. Mm -hmm. I thought they weren't going to replace all the battery packs. I thought they were going to make special software, and that software was going to help them find out which modules needed to be replaced. I think it turns out making software that does that is harder than they thought. So I think uh, they just decided it was easier to replace the packs. To be fair, it's all because LG Chem is paying for it. Yeah, because LG was the one who made the packs that were bad. But it also means that right now, if you want to buy a GM electric car, you can't. There's no Bolt. There's no Hummer yet. There's nothing that they make well, that you can buy that's electric. And yet she gets to say stuff like, We're not going to cede our leadership position to anyone. We're not going to cede our lead position to anyone? Well, you just did. It didn't just did. You, ha you have <laughs> never been in the lead. You were in the lead for like a, a, what, like a couple months back when you had the EV1. 
right? Back in the 90s, that's when you were- You were the leader. The lead. uh, you, you seated your lead way back when you crushed all those cars, yeah. Mary. You did, Mary. As Tesla Silicon Valley Club said, GM talking like they are the leader, even though it's only 9% of the EV market. And I do believe the Bolt is not being produced anymore this year, Elon. Elon said, hypothetically, if they did make lots of electric cars, then they would be the leader. <laughs> That's how it works. Good point. Good point. <laughs> didn't didn't really take that into consideration. But again, this all comes down to battery production and battery contracts. They had battery contracts to make Bolts. Now that they have to go back and remake bolts, they have to remake the bolts. It shows that they didn't have enough batteries lined up to like mm -hmm. make a significant dent in the world. Um, so they're not the leader and they, I argue, will never be the leader. Our friends over at Climate Exchange are running their sixth annual Tesla raffle, but I think this year is their best raffle yet because you could win a Tesla. Uh, the grand prize for climate exchange is always a Tesla. Yes, you could always choose the Tesla of your choice, a Model S, a Model X, a Model 3, a Model Y. But this year, you could choose a Model S or X Plaid. Wow. And of course, climate exchange will also pay all the taxes. So that means the grand prize could be worth over $227,000, depending on what you choose. There are only 5,000 tickets, so your chance of winning are pretty good, and you're supporting a fantastic cause. Yeah, our friends at Climate Exchange are the best. Climate Exchange is a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission to achieve a durable, just transition away from polluting fossil fuels in the U.S. by advancing climate policy at the state level. Look, the fossil fuel industry has lobbyists, right? Well, the folks at Climate Exchange are our team in the halls of government around the country. Doing all this important work costs money, and the Tesla raffle goes a long way every year to funding Climate Exchange's important operations. So head over to Climate Exchange now, buy a raffle ticket, and on February 25th, you might hear your name called as they announce the grand prize winner. Don't forget, there are also cash prizes for the second, third, fourth, and fifth winners, too. What would you choose? I know this sounds weird, but I already have a Model X performance, so I might choose a performance Model Y. I mean... 326 miles of range, zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. I mean, come on. How about you? I'm going to go for the Plaid. <laughs> the Plaid S? Yeah. And I just want to say, Climate Exchange is the kind of charity that I support regardless of the raffle. The work they do is so important because we talk all the time on the show about getting out there, talking to your representatives in government, making a difference, advocating for change. Well, this is exactly what Climate Exchange does every day. So enter Climate Exchange's sixth annual raffle by using the link below, and you could be joining these past lucky winners and driving away in a shiny new Tesla, all while supporting a great organization. All right, according to Beijing Daily Newspaper, last Friday, Tesla is planning to invest another 1.2 billion won or $188 million to expand production capacity at Giga Shanghai. This expansion would add another 4,000 employees to the site. Uh, Giga Shanghai is now at an annualized run rate of half a million vehicles per year with 15,000 employees. In fact, recent production numbers suggest that Tesla is already running above that. This expansion would bring the number of employees to around 19,000, and it appears it would be just to increase production of the Model 3 and Y that are currently made there, as there is no indication in the government filing that new models would be added. So I'm assuming this expansion includes physical additions to the factory, like more floor space being added? Yeah, I mean, if you're adding 4,000 employees, I assume you actually need physical factory space to put them. That That's a 25% increase, by the way. Wow. So, Giga Shanghai, now 25% bigger. So, the Model Y was the third best-selling EV in China in October, according to CNEV Post. And the rear-wheel drive Model Y, a version that is only sold in China, is sold out through 2021. Now Tesla has announced that it is selling the performance edition of the Model Y in China, which they will start delivering in Q1 of next year. 
Although some performance editions have been spotted on delivery trucks in China already, and it looks like some deliveries of the performance could be happening as we speak. The Model Y performance is selling for 387,000 won. That's about $60,740, which is about $17,000 more than the rear-wheel drive version. And that's about $3,000 more than the U.S. version. Uh, the performance Model Y price remains unchanged, but we did see price increases last week to the Made in China Model 3, up 1.9%, and the Made in China Model Y, up 1.7%. So why do you think this is? Demand is high and supply chain issues have caused part shortages uh, and this makes the price go up. And I mean, I think China is a great market for Teslas. I think that the Model Y performance is going to be a very popular car. And speaking of Model Ys in China, as Chinese customers have been taking deliveries of the Model Y, Electrek is reporting this. What's this? I mean, that's Chinese. Can you read Chinese? Well, I can read that the MCU appears to be powered by the AMD Ryzen chip. Oh, that's new. Wasn't Tesla using Intel chips for that? Yeah. And before that, it was NVIDIA chips. So it appears that either due to chip shortages or a new partnership, that Tesla is now using AMD or Advanced Micro Devices, which is headquartered in California, in at least the Model Y performance and the new entertainment computer of the refreshed Model S. And we're going to be talking a bit more about this on this week's Now You Know Investor Club bonus story. So go support us on Patreon and join us for that. So Elon tweeted out, Model S Plaid is sick. And Jane Shanghai says, when is Model S Plaid coming to China? Elon said, probably around March. Okay, so March 2022, Plaid's dropping in China. I think that's really smart. I mean, I was just doing a little research, and uh, you know there's over 5.3 million millionaires in China. 5.3 million people who are millionaires in China. Yeah, that's only second to the U.S., where we have, well, guess how many millionaires we have in the U.S. I was uh, kind of blown away by this. 10 million? Over 20 million millionaires in the U.S. Huh. Now, I assume to become a millionaire now, that doesn't mean you just have that cash lying on your bed. I assume it is probably your home's value. Oh, so if you just bought a home 50 years ago. Right. Boomers. Yeah. Okay. And there's some new terms for the new full self-driving beta 10.5. Holmar's catalog said new FSD beta terms everyone has to agree to. Looks like Tesla now makes you agree to turn over your footage of exterior and interior cameras in the event of a collision or safety issue. No doing something stupid and then trying to blame Tesla. I support it. And Elon said, exactly. Sigh. So this is pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you get into an accident, instead of being able to go like, no, it wasn't my fault at all. I was paying attention. Now Tesla can call up the footage and see that you were like not paying attention. And so this way, the news story won't be, you know, Tesla does something wrong. It'll be driver does something wrong. And this is specifically to be clear. This is just for people who are on the full self-driving beta with it active. Right. I think that this makes sense because what Tesla could do is as soon as they get that uh, data. They would have legal access to it. When the news stories come out, um, if they had a PR department, <laughs> they could they could email out the footage of like what happened. Right. Um, and then so if, if a giant bus came and screamed around the corner and hit you, you couldn't be blaming like, oh, full self-driving should have prevented it. Everyone with a brain would be able to go like, oh. oh. That, that wasn't, wasn't the, the driver's, driver's fault. fault. Exactly. This might be also something to do with that CNN report that came out a couple weeks ago that we reported on where the reporter was like not understanding how the, the software worked at all and had edited his piece so that it looked like the car was screwing up when in fact it hadn't. Whoa. And this just goes back to uh, Tesla 
and communication. I think that this is one way to definitely solve, especially issues regarding, you know, like that NHTSA complaint, which has been pretty um, unsubstantiated at this point. But going forward, I think Tesla needs to be a little bit more out ahead of this. Proactive. Yes. If Tesla was proactive on all of these things in the past, then there wouldn't be any story to hang the hat on. And that's exactly what Tesla should be doing. And that to me is why Tesla should have a PR department, if, if for nothing than this. Right. And, and also, I would say just a customer support system that worked. I mean, from what we've been hearing, people who have full self-driving beta have been, you know, writing in with little complaints and stuff and haven't been hearing anything back. Yeah. Why have an email at full self-driving that you can write to if no one will even put a robotic response back? Why not be educating the drivers, your beta testers, to how they can be more effective beta testers? They don't know what they need to do to be effective beta testers. You could tell them and some of them might actually listen to you. Yep. So it's making headlines this week. Cybertruck Owners Club, you know, one of our awesome sponsors of the show. Yes, Cybertruck Owners Club with the reservation tracker. Now, what's that again? Well, over 28,000 people have entered their Cybertruck reservation data, making this crowdsourced list very accurate. So back in May, they estimated there were 1 million Cybertruck reservations. Today, that number just reached 1.27 million. All right, so let's do the math. On this reservation tracker, they estimated that the average price of an order was $58,000, and that puts the revenue from these 1.27 million Cybertruck reservations at $80 billion in revenue. Now Tesla just needs to start making them and uh, tune into our channel. Yeah, another good reason to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, because we should be one of the first in the world to get the Cybertruck and show it to you. And as we said, Tesla Time News is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you'll find that crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. All right, so check this out. Ford executives must watch our show because Ford has started installing Ford's answer to Tesla's supercharger network. Pow! Okay, hang on with the pals there, bucko. So these look like Tesla superchargers. Are are they going to install these all across the country at easy-to-access locations? Um, Well, let me see. Uh, No. Uh, They appear to just be going in at Ford dealerships. Okay, and do these uh, superchargers charge at 250 kilowatts like uh, Tesla superchargers? Let me look that up. Uh, No. Um, These are level two chargers. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, What was that? They're just level two chargers. Oh, okay. So more like 6.6 kilowatts, maybe maybe even 12. That's still a far cry from supercharging at 250 kilowatts. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree with Javier Verdura, Tesla's product design director. Uh, the kilowatt said the saddest part is that these are just fancy looking level two AC chargers rather than level three DC fast chargers. And Javier says, and by fancy, you mean disingenuous, unnecessarily large, poorly executed knockoff of our design. Ooh. So and I ouch, I completely agree. So they basically were like. All right, well, us at Ford, we like, you know, original ideas. Uh, Toby, what do you got? And Toby goes, oh, I was thinking uh, the, the Tesla superchargers, those are good. Oh, I like it. Let's rip those right off. Excellent. Because here's the thing. Uh, Tesla supercharger, that U-shaped interior makes sense. That's where the cable hangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, it's a level two charger with the charger on the front. Like, why did you even copy their design if there was no reason for it? Uh, it's because branding. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, clearly you didn't go to Harvard Business School. It's it's if someone's doing something and it's good, make your stuff look like that. 
And maybe you could trick a whole bunch of dopes into buying your crap. Yeah, I think you're right. But I just want to go back to Ford dealerships. I mean, you're building out this network at Ford dealerships. So that's why you have. It's not to build. It's to sell the cars. It's yeah. to go, oh, look, in here you can plug it in. That's what they're thinking at the executive level at Ford. But no one at the dealerships wants these things. They, no. they don't want to sell you that. They want to sell you a Ford F-150 diesel gas powered. They don't care. They don't want to sell you an electric because they will never need service. Unless, of course. <laughs> You have to replace all the batteries like GM does. <laughs> please, please send us pictures of these getting iced at Ford dealerships. <laughs> By the Ford dealers <laughs> themselves. So Didi and AutoX have been running robo-taxi pilot projects in Chinese cities. But Baidu and Pony AI, which is backed by Toyota, just launched Apollo Go on the streets of the capital city, Beijing, last week. This autonomous robo-taxi service has been tested with more than 500,000 trips without passengers. And now they've gotten the green light to carry two passengers at a time when they're confined to the city's southern Yizhuang area. Customers will use the service by downloading Baidu's Apollo Go app called Lubo Kuaipao, which translates to Radish Run. So there are 600 pickup and drop off points in Beijing and the 67 Apollo Go taxis are charging just two won or 30 cents for a 5.9 kilometer trip. So it's about 3.6 miles. That's pretty good. So is this completely driverless? No, there is still a safety driver to monitor the car. The Beijing authorities would not grant a driverless option like authorities in Shanghai did for Auto X. But the car is supposed to be driving itself autonomously the whole time. Right. And this is pretty exciting because that means all throughout China now there are these autonomous uh, pilot programs going on. So if someone's watching in China right now, please send us your footage of your autonomous taxi ride. So Christine Dodworth just broke a record for the fastest production car to do the quarter mile at 8.994 seconds or 155.1 miles per hour. She did it in a Tesla Model S Plaid at the Maryland International Raceway during Hot Rod Magazine's Drag Week. So there are some disagreements about what a stock production car means. Some people will say that this didn't break the production car record. The Model S Plaid that Christine drove had no powertrain or body modifications. They just removed the passenger seat for weight reduction. And they also used performance tires and wheels. And yeah, so some people say you can't change anything. It has to be exactly as it leaves the, the factory. So, I mean, they made some slight modifications. But you remember that this summer, Jay Leno held the title for about 15 minutes uh, when his plaid first came out and he had a 9.2 second time. Now, the only production car that's close at the moment is the all-electric Rimac Nevera, which has a quarter mile time of 9.1 seconds currently. That production car costs $2.4 million versus the Model S Plaid's reasonable $130,000. I know it does sound much more reasonable when you <laughs> when you put it versus another supercar. And speaking of Model S Plaid, available in mid-2022, Tesla just announced their Model S Plaid carbon ceramic brake kit. This kit is designed for the ultimate track experience and includes all new carbon silicon carbide rotors and one piece forged calipers with high performance pads. Now, my question is, does this include installation? Because I think this is just the parts. Um, well, let's take a look. I don't see installation. Hmm. It's pretty pricey for no installation, <laughs> but I guess this is you just say you have to have it. You have to. If you have a plaid, 
what are you doing without these brakes? Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, these are not available until mid-2022, and they're only available if you have the 21-inch wheels. Now, uh, it does say on the, on the website that you have to have the arachnid wheels, but I don't think that's true. I think any 21-inch wheel, this will fit. It's just that they they know that they can't sell it to you if you have smaller wheels on the car because there wouldn't be enough room for the actual brake rotor um, and calipers and everything. Uh, so my guess is that if you bought the car with like say 20 inch wheels you could go buy some 21 inch wheels that aren't necessarily arachnid i don't know i don't know if that's for sure this is really good because a lot of people who are in the you know performance car world have been saying for a long time that tesla's brakes are not up to snuff like you know porsche brakes and so i think this gets them there and they don't have to pay anything for it it's a big kind of tax they can put on the cars. Yeah. And I mean, I I think that a lot of people misunderstand. They think that like, oh, Tesla's brakes are bad. They're bad for racing. Right. Um, And and I think that most people. Right. Because let's, you know, when you're racing, you're constantly braking in the turns and you're making all this heat that has to be dissipated. Whereas normal driving in a city, you're not putting that much strain on the brakes. Right. If you have to slam on the brakes, Tesla's can do that. Um, It's just yeah, repeated heavy braking. <laughs> exactly. So Tesla has begun canceling orders. What? Oh my God. Tesla won't sell its cars anymore? It, it's it's happening. It's, it's really happening. Did our prediction come true that Elon won't sell cars to us anymore? Oh my God. No, no. Uh, hang on. Hang on. We're not. T- we're just talking about an email that Tesla has been sending to buyers who have been delaying their deliveries. Oh, you have me worried there. Okay. Right. This this only applies to some people, um, but I know that a, there are a lot of you out there. Um, you may have reserved your car a few months back, and as soon as you heard about the potential new federal tax incentive opening back up for Teslas, I mean, that's up to $7,500 off. Yeah, and then Tesla began raising prices, so that reservation became even more valuable. Right, and now you're probably hoping, like many people I've been talking with, um, to hold off the delivery until January so that hopefully when we get the final passage of the bill that is now sitting in the Senate, um, you could get a $7,500 tax credit for your purchase. Okay, so what did Tesla say in this email? So keep in mind that this email only appears to have gone out to buyers who have already delayed their purchase. Uh, Tesla said, if your order remains on hold on December 2nd, or if your order is placed on hold again, your order will be automatically canceled and your order deposit fully refunded. Yikes. I mean, what would you do if you got this email? I mean, I mean, if you cancel your order waiting for the tax credit to finalize, then you'll have to pay potentially thousands more for your car because of Tesla's price increases this year. But you'll guarantee the $7,500 tax credit. I know this is a tough decision. I think, though, that the canceling in most cases is going to still save you money even if it cancels and and you're still betting you're pretty much betting on congress to pass a bill uh that's going to get you that $7500 tax credit it could be that congress would pass the bill and retroactively make it start you know in january 1st of 2022 anyway so like maybe you shouldn't cancel your order just take delivery and hope that it'll still affect your car and they could have done it that like oh when we first introduced the bill that's when it's going to be because it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to do that but they haven't mentioned anything like that and it's really hard to bet $7,500 on that yeah this is a tough one for a lot of people you know please let us know below what you're thinking of doing so I got a personal email from my Rivian experience specialist with the delivery window of my R1T pickup truck finally Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, everyone got that email. It wasn't just you. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, Arivian said that early reservation holders should now expect deliveries between March and April of 2022. Although I was looking at the Rivian forums and there seemed to be a wide range of delivery dates depending on location. I mean, look at here. Some people are getting them as late as September. Also interesting that the R1S, the SUV, has some delivery dates starting in March as well. Yeah, we have a first day uh, reservation for the R1S as well. And I just kind of thought that that was going to get pushed back and I shouldn't even be thinking about it. But how funny would it be if both the R1T and the R1S were delivered on the same date? That would be pretty interesting it'd be fun we could do a lot of fun things we could do uh i don't know a towing contest or uh sure (laughs) this is uh so this is the what the fourth uh pushback that they've had supposed to be june then july then september and now we're hearing march so i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it's not gonna be until next june Oh, man. That's what I'm going to guess, because if they pushed it back, you know, because it's so easy for you to like, oh, I'll look forward to March. Then when March comes and they go, oh, sorry, it's going to be July. That's no, like, I'm hold- oh, no, I'm holding out hope that we're getting it in the spring. <laughs> I really want to bring you this review of this truck so badly. So, I mean, let's just hope it happens. No, it's OK. There's going to be plenty more reviews of this truck. Uh, you know, the pre-production models that no one actually gets to own or drive. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people fake reviewing it because they won't actually own it. That's totally fine. Yeah. So Tesla has just posted new listings for Tesla bot jobs. Wow. I mean, I knew this day was happening, but I just I didn't know it was going to happen so soon. I mean, if you're listening to this, robots have already come for your jobs. Wait, whoa. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the robotic uprising is upon us. No, no. OK, not not yet. These job openings are for humans to work on developing the Tesla bot. Uh, You thought the robots were looking for work? Oh, honey, here's a good one. Oh, yes, dear. Good hours? Yes, 24 hours a day. Zero vacation time. How are the working conditions? Hazardous and repetitive. Oh, that's wonderful. You love working long hours in hazardous conditions. Affirmative, and the pay is perfect. Zero dollars an hour with zero benefits. Oh, R2769, that's wonderful. Okay, we're not talking about hard robot labor. We're talking about creating robots, engineering positions. Exactly, and they also have internships. I mean, look, this is something you're not going to hear about on the regular media, right? But if you are that person out there that wants a cool job or you're, you know, someone who knows someone who wants a cool job, tell them about this because, I mean, this could be a future job that's uh, just like beyond belief, making the future robots that could be landing on Mars. And I mean, talk about a great internship. <laughs> talk yeah. about putting that on your resume. Oh, yeah, I worked uh, Tesla. We made, uh, you know, the, the robots that that are working now at the factory. <laughs> uh, and Sally, uh, you uh, bagged groceries. That's good. <laughs> and if you want to share this clip with someone you know, but you don't want to share the entire episode, head on over to the Now You Know Clips channel where we Chop this up into a little bite-sized piece that you can share really easily. So last Tuesday night, SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 with a 630-kilogram DART spacecraft aboard. Now, what is this? This is NASA's double asteroid redirection test, a spacecraft that will hopefully nudge asteroid dimorphous enough off its current course to prove that we can alter trajectories of Earth-bound objects in the future. Yeah, the spacecraft should impact that asteroid um, in September of 2022. And if this works, it will have moved it just enough so that it'll move it off its current course. Now, it's not 
coming to earth. This is just a test. This is to see, you know, what we could do and, and how much mass you need and all that kind of stuff. But if it works, which it could, um, this would mean we could protect our earth from incoming objects. And Elon said, this will be really important one day. Much is made of meteor impacts that destroyed most of life on Earth, but there were far more that merely destroyed a continent. Comets, not asteroids, are the real wild card, as we're only able to track about 4,600 out of about a trillion. He went on to say, in 1992, comet Shoemaker-Levy smashed a hole in Jupiter the size of Earth. (laughs) And he said, Earth has been, and will be, smashed super hard by meteors over time. Not a question of if... Just when? And then he said, avenge the dinosaurs. So, okay, it's been how long? And we haven't had the technology to protect ourselves from the things that the dinosaurs couldn't protect themselves from. Right. So we've been dinosaurs this whole time. Yes. Basically. Because let's say, oh, no, it's coming to Earth. Uh, Bruce Willis is not going to save us. No, he's too old now, I think. (laughs) I don't. He can't destroy. He wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. Because we no, didn't th- have that technology. This is historic. I mean, this is the first time in human history that we have attempted to do this. And it was a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket that was involved. It's just so freaking cool. All right, it's time for Into the Future. And this is sponsored by Henson Shaving. If you're looking for a great gift that will last multiple lifetimes, I personally recommend Henson Shaving. Henson Shaver has a tungsten thrust bushing, meaning that it will never bind. Give someone you care about a gift that they can pass down to their grandkids. Now that's sustainable. Use code now you know to get a hundred blades for free. Arc. No, not that arc. How do you know what arc I was thinking of? I'm talking about this arc, a new startup electric boat company that just got seed round funding from an ex-Tesla VP, Greg Reichow. Okay, before we go too far down this futuristic boat rabbit hole, how much does it cost? Hey, you know what they say about buying boats? You know, the two days that you're happiest is with the day you buy the boat and the day you sell it. No, uh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this boat costs $300,000 and they are now taking $1,000 reservations for the spring. But check out these stats. 24 feet, 475 horsepower or 354 kilowatt motor, aluminum hull, top speed of 40 miles an hour. That's 34.8 knots for you sailors out there. 200 kilowatt hour battery for three to five hours of runtime. And it seats 10. Wow. So not so much money to spend on a boat now, is it? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Look, boats are expensive. I mean, I have no idea what, you know, a comparable uh, gas powered boat would be. But I think it's, if it's a luxury boat, well, if it's going to be you're buying it new. Right. Wait till these things are used. Exactly. I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about boats. I'll tell you that. All right. It's time for Going Green brought to you by EcoWare. And it's time to cozy up and get into those cozy pajamas and And watch Test of Time News. Pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa in your cool Cybertruck mug. Yep. Don't forget to use the code holiday season for 15% off. And remember that we plant 10 trees for every order and we carbon offset the production, the life cycle and the shipping of your order. So it's completely carbon neutral. And then it's negative because we also capital well oh and also check out the new designs okay i can hear the comments now this story should be perhaps filed under obvious but researchers with the institute for atmospheric and climate science at eth zurich used ground sensing satellites to study if trees make a difference to surface temperatures in cities and let me guess They do? Yes. They studied uh, 293 European cities, and they found that trees in parts of southern Europe cool the land and the buildings around them up to four degrees Celsius. 
So Southern Europe only? Actually, when they looked at Central Europe, they found that trees actually can cool even more from 8 to 12 degrees Celsius. And you know what's interesting? They found that other vegetation didn't make a difference. So think shrubs or grass. Now, I know that you said this is obvious, but if it were, you'd see city planners doing a better job getting trees into cities. Exactly. This research shows that if we make an effort to get more trees into cities, we can help keep people in buildings cooler during hot summer months, which will then reduce energy consumption. But even more importantly, trees make people feel calmer. Yeah, look out the window. In most cities, you just see buildings and cars. Tree-lined streets shouldn't be a rarity. Yeah. I mean, what is it about city planners that like trees are this afterthought that never get put hardly anywhere? It's a, or it's like one, it's one about little tree. parking. Hello, you got to put the cars somewhere. We got all these people in the city. Now what are we they're gonna do with all the cars? Ah! Falling onto my car from the tree. Exactly. All right. It's time for sunspots. So what you're seeing here is the largest solar farm in New England to date. This is the 76.5 megawatt solar farm in Farmington, Maine, and it is now online. So that's 300,000 solar panels on 500 acres of what used to be a dairy farm, but the farmer lost his milk buyer. Why? Because more and more people have figured out that most humans can't digest lactose and more and more people aren't consuming dairy. Normally, that farmer would have been just straight out of luck. But instead, the Farmington website says, by leasing his land to the Farmington Solar Project, the farmer will be able to make up much of his lost income, putting his family in a much improved financial situation. The town will net about $20 million in taxes during the 30-year agreement. So it's a win-win-win. By the way, five colleges in the area, Smith, Amherst, Williams, Hampshire, and Bowdoin, are buying the clean power for their campuses, and 17,000 homes will be powered by this solar farm. So it shows that you can be a farmer and not have to deal with cow shit. And if you'd like to become a solar farmer on your roof, but you have some questions, contact our friends at EnergyPal. They are the experts that can help you go solar and battery for less. Take more control of your energy, guarantee price of power and storage costs for 20 years. Do it all online on your schedule, on your couch, on your laptop. Use the link below and tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Don't forget to send yours in to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Make sure you shoot them in landscape, no music, really good audio, none of that wind noise, and we might put it on the air. So our buddy Frank sent us this video of a Polestar supercharging. Hello, second Jesse. My name is uh, Frankie from the Netherlands, and this is uh, Ed from the Polestar 2 Club. And we're here at the Tesla supercharger in Breukelen situated at the A2 highway between Amsterdam and Utrecht. And we're here to try uh, charging a Polestar 2 car with a Tesla supercharger. Wordt het lampje van de beurt gegaan? Ja, wordt groen. Ja, kijk, hij gaat doen. Zien we hier aan het opladen? Hij is aan het opladen. Top.
Thanks for watching, and now you know. Now, according to Frank, the Polestar only charged at 50 kilowatts at this supercharger, even though it is capable of 150 kilowatts of charging, and that charger is capable of putting out 125 kilowatts. So what's going on there? I'm guessing that the car didn't know what was going on. and Or maybe the charger didn't know what was going on. Maybe. But I'm assuming this can all be fixed uh, once the handshake is better. You know, Maybe. But this is so cool. I mean, thank you for sending in these stories because that means we're getting up-to-date information about what's going on in the world before everyone else. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We've got a couple Investor Club bonus stories mm -hmm. this week. Uh, we've also got mini robots in classrooms in Seoul. Missy Cummings doing some pretty nefarious stuff. Uh, Jay Leno on Tesla. Exclusive uh, video footage of the of the Polestar being designed. You're not going to want to miss that. A Model X with machine guns? Uh, no, mini guns. And some footage of the new Lyric. You're not going to want to miss any of it. So head over to patreon.com slash now you know. Support us for as little as a buck a month and you get access to the Patreon bonus stories. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. That Ooh, was awesome. It's time one. for our Patreon shout outs. Who do we got this week? We've got Jeff Burnham. Alan Carter. Eleanor of Aquitaine. EvieCones.com. Matthew Mount. Daryl. OG Networks. Wilfred Luong. Jonas Robocus. Christian Braille. Johannes. David Boisfort. Grant Dickens. Brett Moragno. Jack Hodges. GM Califori. Crystal Pollock. Wittex. Glenn Gouda. Kurt I. Aker. Edward Barson. Simon Karatas, Ward Allen, and Juan. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. Holmar's catalog tweeted out, laugh my ass off, Elon. Elon says, serious allegations deserve serious responses. This is Elon's response to the JP Morgan lawsuit uh, towards Tesla. And Elon had tweeted out, if JPM doesn't withdraw their lawsuit, I will give them a one-star review on Yelp. This is my final warning. So... Nice and lighthearted. This was a pretty small lawsuit as far as lawsuits go. Um, he doesn't seem to care, which I wouldn't either. And Elon said, and I will talk to their manager. <laughs> Trung Fan said, Elon's Yelp review of JP Morgan is lit. <laughs> uh, Eric X tweeted out this. Uh, this is not real. This is his uh, rendition of what it could look like to do a Starship recovery. Elon says, unlikely for early ships to splash down intact. Getting to orbit at all on the first try would be a major win. And he said, long-term, ship would land on tower arms like Booster. Tesla Silicon Valley Club said, this reality is insane. And here we are in 2021, and this hasn't been solved. Thankful for the efforts of the boring company and Elon Musk, hours of lives missed from sitting in traffic. It's either traffic forever or tunnels. Try our first operational tunnel in Vegas at the convention center. The city just approved a full tunnel network connecting major hotels, convention center, and airport. Now, the airport has not been approved yet, but that's because uh, that involves federal agencies, so it's going to take a while. Uh, of course. Massimo said, tonight, while you sleep, you'll be kind of brainwashed. Your neurons will go quiet. Blood will flow out of your head. A watery liquid called cerebrospinal fluid will flow in, washing through your brain in rhythmic pulsing waves. Elon said, the sheer physicality of changes in the brain during sleep or with serious neurogenitive disease is much higher than people realize. That's coming from a guy who does not get a lot of sleep. <laughs> Scott Weiner said, hey, Joe Biden, did you know Tesla is the only major automaker to claim 100 percent domestic production for all cars it sells in the U.S., well above the industry's roughly 52 percent? And Elon said all Model S and X production for the world is still done in America. But who's counting? Holmar's catalog said for the first time ever, the most American made car is fully electric. Elon said true. 
Pernay said Elon's programming test when he was 17. He had to be reevaluated by the testing agencies because they hadn't seen such a high score by anyone in a computer aptitude test. No wonder he's such a brilliant engineer. Elon said ancient times. Wow, I didn't know that. Galley said, Tesla Giga Texas vlog and drone, it's massive. Felt like I was watching a new wonder of the world being built. It looks like the home of a trillion dollar company. Elon says, Giga Texas is epic. Siren says, will there be a Starship presentation next year, Elon? Elon said, yes. Holmar's catalog said, this should help put things in perspective as to how far we've come with FSD beta. This is FSD visualization at the same intersection one year ago and today. Elon said our neural nets didn't have any temporal and spatial memory or surround video auto labeling back then. Everything was knitted together in C++ from single frames with manual labeling. Still much to improve. Uh, Michael Sheet says Rocket Lab CEO Peter Beck was once skeptical of reusing rockets, but is now an evangelist for the approach. Quote, anybody who's not developing a reusable launch vehicle at this point in time is developing a dead end product because it's just so obvious. And Elon responded with the... 100 emoji. And that's so important to keep in mind that it, everything seems dumb until it's proven to work. Renata said, I made this after the latest Starlink launch on November 13th. Not a professional graph, but take a look. Blue is the number of missions that Falcon 9s have flown. And red is the number of new boosters. So as you can see from 2010 through 2016, it was equal. Mm -hmm. But now look what's happening. I know. You can, you can do just as many missions using boosters that you've already made. Look at 2021. I know. It's amazing. So this was tweeted at Elon. It's a fake Gordon Johnson video. And Elon then tweeted out Max Payne 2 main theme. So is he saying again that people who are shorting Tesla are going to be in maximum pain? And does it have something to do with the release date of Max Payne 2, which was December 10th? Does that mean sometime in December something big is going to happen? It started this whole conspiracy. It. I, that's, I think he just found a soundtrack that he wanted to use. Uh, it could be. Oh, you never know. Pernay said, by the way, Elon, once we get to Mars or once humans colonize Mars, in general, once we become a multiplanetary species, what does that mean or what? where does that put us in reference to the great filter? Elon says, if we're able to make life sustaining on Mars, we will have passed one of the greatest filters. That then sets us up to become interstellar. Earth is 4.5 billion years old, but life is still not multiplanetary, and it's extremely uncertain how much time is left to become so. Sawyer Merritt said, now, if only FSD Beta could fix the broken McFlurry machine. Elon says, such miracles are beyond us. And uh, yeah, can you see that this is actually seeing the employee in the store? <laughs> Lex Friedman said, being an adult is overrated. I refuse to grow up. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, when I was a kid, I thought adults were smart, but then I turned into an adult and I was like, ah, crap. Elon said, same. <laughs> Eric said, should I do it? OEM carbon ceramic brakes front and rear? Elon said, yes. Earl of Frunk Puppy said, we need another word for phantom braking. To me, that's when your AP slams on the brakes for no reason. What I often find with beta is some needless slowing, like 40 to 37 miles an hour. Still needs work, but not nearly as dramatic. FSD Pilot says, whimsical hesitation. And Elon <laughs> liked that one. Good choice. Black Model 3 said, 2021.40.6 release notes. Waypoints finally. Thanks, Elon. Elon says, sorry it took so long. Still not at the point. I'm going to review it when I get it. But I, from what I've seen, it's still not at the point of like trip planning. Right. It's like, oh, I need to add another stop on my route. But we'll get there. Tesla Silicon Valley Club said, I recently read an article that said I was a great marketer. I say the stupidest things that cannot possibly be true. My issue is that I don't have a filter. Elon said, true. Jem said, maybe Elon Musk should park a Falcon 9 rocket on the White House's front yard. 
maybe drive an upright Falcon 9 past the White House flying a giant Stars and Stripes with marching band playing. I can see clearly now. Kim Paquette said, despite Tesla taking 63% of the EV market, Mary Barra has managed to convince herself that GM is the U.S. leader in EVs. Right now, GM, in terms of uh, the, the electric vehicle market, you have about 9-10% of the market. Tesla has about 63% of the market. Five years from now, if you succeed, but everybody else has their own success right. in this space, mm-hmm. what does that pie chart look like? Well, we have said, just like we're the leader today, if you set aside, you know, with the distortion that's happening with the semi shortage, we have been the leader in the United States. We've been number two in China for many years. Um, Must be nice living in cloud cuckoo land. Todd Gleason said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they pretend it was their idea all along. <laughs> <laughs> Elon responded, yep. Uh, Todd Gleason, one of our awesome Patreon supporters. You can see him there with the electric performance hat. Lex Friedman said, history has a dark sense of humor. Elon said, nice. Yeah, so the Soviet <laughs> Union lasted 69 years. And then John Ehrlichman said, yearbook photos of Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Larry Page, Bill Gates, Tim Cook, and Jeff Bezos. And Danny said, what about Warren Buffett? <laughs> Sawyer Merritt said CNBC's Andrew Sorkin to GM's CEO Mary Barra, it appears by my math that on average Tesla employees who are non-unionized appear on an hourly basis may be making more money than unionized workers, for example, at GM. Elon said this is true. Also, Tesla employees get health insurance, stock and other benefits. Take that, Mary. You did that, Mary. (laughs) You did, Mary. So our poll this week on Patreon was, who do you think will win the Giga Cup? And what we're talking about here, of course, is Giga Texas or Giga Berlin, who will produce a car first. And uh, who seems to be leading? Uh, Berlin is leading by a small margin, but significant one. And I think that's based off of the news that it sounds like they're greenlit. So yeah, this is neck and neck. That could be really exciting. We could be having a great Christmas. Yeah. All right. It's community mail time. Community mail time. Joel said, I was on a run down to Oakland today. I saw this on my way north near Berkeley. Of course, a Rivian. Right. Not going to my house. Well, uh, so if they're being delivered in like March or April, what are they doing like all over the place? These must be either special employee vehicles or they're going to test them. All. Okay. Platt said, Zach and Jesse and the wonderful team at Now You Know, your video on how to install the APKM version of the Tesla app for Android enabled me to see my driver score and get it to 99. Less than one day after getting 99, I received an email about FSD. Thank you and hope you all get yours soon. Platt. Yeah, how come I'm at 99 now and I, it's been days and I still haven't gotten it. Am I blacklisted or something? Uh, you might be. Oh, man. And a reminder to viewers, if you've got community mail you want to send in, send it to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. What do we got out in the world of superchargers? Let's take a look. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Tim reporting from Wellington, New Zealand at this new supercharger station, the first supercharging station in Wellington. The next nearest one is uh, an hour and a half up the country in Palmerston North. There are four out of six stalls working here. This is version 250 kilowatt stalls. They're located in Johnsonville, which is a suburb uh, on the northern end of Wellington as you enter on State Highway 1, the main highway between Wellington and Auckland. Um, it's in a suburban shopping, uh, supermarket shopping area. So there's lots and lots of shops and facilities around. Behind me, that grey building's a bar. There are three petrol stations within a block of this point. There's burger joints and pizza places all around the show. Public toilets, uh, about 100 metres walk from here. Uh, There's a 
decent sized shopping mall and heaps of other peripheral shops. I give the station about 7 out of 10. Be nice if the car parks were wider. My X only barely squeezes between the terminals there, which is a little bit annoying. There's my nose sticking out. Um, why would it be better? Well, to get 10 out of 10, you'd have to be covered, wouldn't you? And actually inside a bar or a food facility, that would give 10 out of 10. Seven, eight maybe for this. It's just one minute off the main highway. To give you an idea of how close we are to State Highway 1, the main motorway, that gantry there, is over the motorway, so it's right behind me, behind these trees. It's very close to the intersection with State Highway 2, the other main highway up the country. It'd be a three minute drive, four minute drive from there. So very well placed if you're entering or leaving Wellington uh, on either highway. So here we are, Johnsonville, Wellington. Now you know. Hi Zach and Jesse, we're here in Marquette, Michigan at one of the newest superchargers. We think it's the first in the UP. It's got eight 250 chargers. It's in a nice um, parking lot with a Myers over here that you can get a coffee and food and shop and, and you have a great view of the water. On the other side here, there's a bunch of stores for shopping. There's a Lowe's here um, in case you need to, you know, stock up on any of that stuff. And we would give it a Nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> Thanks again. Now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Eric. I'm at the Smithfield, North Carolina, eight-stall, 150 kilowatt supercharger. There is a sheets in the parking lot. A Golden Corral. There's also a Arby's, Burger King, and Panera Bread across the street. There's a Zaxby's, Outlet Mall, Checkers, Cracker Barrel, all sorts of hotels. This is right off of I-95 in Smithfield, North Carolina. I'd give this a 10 out of 10. Now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. Uh, we're here at the uh, Washington PA Supercharger. Uh, it's in the parking lot of the Giants. It's got uh, great prepared food selection, uh, even sushi, um, and uh, I'd probably give this an 8 out of 10. The speed is uh, probably what's making it higher. There's not really anything else here to choose from for food-wise, but the, the bathrooms are clean, and but the speed is amazing, so now you know. Thank you so much for doing those supercharger reviews. If you want to check those out, you can head over to nanochannel.com and we have a supercharger review section where you can see all the superchargers in the world. You can upload reviews and you can check out other people's reviews on a map. We have new superchargers in the world uh, as we do almost every single week and we have a lot. So let's get into it. We have number 59 in New York is the eight stall version three in Malta, New York. The 48 stall. 48th stall version 3 in San Diego at Friars Road, California. Number 17 in Wisconsin is the 8th stall version 3 in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Number 255 in California is the 8th stall version 3 in Culver City at Washington Boulevard. The 8th stall version 3 in Austin at South Congress Ave in Texas. The 8th stall version 3 in Johnson City, US 281 in Texas. The 8th stall version 3 in Abbott, Texas. Number 61 in Texas, the 8th stall version 3 in Denison, Texas. Number nine in Alabama is the eight stall version three in Mountain Brook, Alabama. Number 43 in Virginia is the eight stall version three in Chesapeake. 
Number 33 in Illinois is the 8-stall version 3 in Oak Road in Illinois. Number 40 in New Jersey is the 8-stall version 3 in West Hampton, Rancocas Road. Number 40 in Pennsylvania, number 1,218 in the U.S., is the 8-stall version 3 at North Wales, Pennsylvania. Number 37 in Hong Kong is the 6-stall version 3 in Yuchui, Hong Kong. Number 37 in Taiwan is the 5-stall version 3 in Hinchu, Taiwan. Number 57 in South Korea, number 3139 in the world is the 9-stall version 3 in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Nice. All right, it's time for our Patreon giveaway. If you want to get into this big barrel of fun, join us over on Patreon. The more you support us, the more chances you have to win. We are giving away a $30 gift card to EcoWare, where you can win some awesome shirts. Pick out something you want for the holidays, maybe a gift or something. Who's our winner? The winner is Ross Ward. Congratulations, Ross. You are our winner. Um, And I want to talk about that we are doing a Now You Know Investor Club live stream with a secret, top secret company. Tomorrow, Wednesday, December 1st, this is a startup that you can invest in. If you join us on Patreon at the $10 level, or if you're already one of our um, 1,800 um, Investor Club members, you get to watch that. Even if you can't join us for the live stream, we put it up on the Patreon so you can watch it anytime. But if you do join us for the live stream, you can ask questions of the CEO of the company. Yeah, and find out if you want to invest too, um, because no one knows what I'm talking about right now. And this is, I didn't even want to say what they do. It's really exciting. We're really bullish on it. I've invested in the company. Um, and so that's going to be a lot of fun for our Now You Know Investor Club. We have live streams with you know companies and with CEOs. We have bonus videos that we put out pretty much every week. We have Slack channels where you can talk about any investment strategy you have or want with all these other intelligent people who get it it is so freaking valuable and that's why we offer it to you guys to help support our channel but to also help you guys because we think it probably brings you back more than you spend yeah so we'll see you next week thank you so much for everyone watching hit the like button if you haven't already it i know it's so stupid i hate having asked to do it it helps that youtube makes us do it so And thank you to all these people that you're scrolling by here. These are the people who support us every month at $5 or more. They get their names shouted out. They get their names in the end credits. We can't do the show without them. We'll see you next week. Now Now you know. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.